0: Welcome to the Happy Valley Baptist Church Sermons Podcast. We are so glad that you have decided to listen to the message that God has brought through Brother Gary this week. This sermon was recorded on Sunday, March 13, 2016. This week's message is titled, Christians Should Be Fat, and the scripture references are Matthew, chapter 25, verses 14 through 30, Hebrews, chapter 10, verses 24 through 25. Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 12. 1 Samuel chapter 17, verses 3 through 10. And 22 through 23. And 26 through 29. Judges chapter 6, verses 11 through 16. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. In chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. My prayers, this message is a blessing to you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the sermon.
1: Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to stand in the pulpit, Father. We pray, Lord, that the message might be received and and used uh, the way you would have it to be, uh, honor and glorifying to you. Thank you for dying on that cross for our sins, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Yeah. This is a, I told you I had a special sermon for you today. Since we're having this wonderful fellowship uh, right after church, I wanted to, uh, the title of my message this morning is Christians Should Be Fat. <laughs> of course, you know that I'm referring to physical size. I'm not referring to physical size because if that was the case, y'all, I would be a great Christian. <laughs> No, it's not referring to our physical nature at all. If that was the case, like I said, I would be great. I'm referring to three qualities all members of the church should possess. If you are a fat Christian, you are faithful, available, and teachable. Those are three areas that every Christian needs to be. First of all, let's look at faithful you got your Bibles today, we're going to be over several scriptures today. We're going to be Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. This will be the parable of the talents I'll be reading about. Verse number 14, for the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his own servants and delivered unto them his goods. And unto one he gave five talents, to another two, and to another one, to every man according to his several ability. and straightway took his journey. Then he that had received the five talents went and traded with the same and made them other five talents. And likewise, he that had received two, he also gained other two. But he that had received one went and digged in the earth and hid his lord's money. After a long time, the lord of those servants cometh and reckoneth with them. And he that had received five talents came came and brought other five talents, saying, Lord, thou deliverest unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. His lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things enter into the joy of the lord he also that received two talents came and said lord thou deliverest unto me two talents behold i have gained two other talents beside them his lord said unto him well done good and faithful servant thou hast been faithful over a few things i will make thee rule over many things enter thou into the joy of thy lord then he which had received one talent came and said lord I knew that thou art a hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed, And I was afraid, and went and hid my, thy talent in the earth. Lo, there thou hast, that is thine. And his Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant. Thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not, and gather where I have not strawed. Thou oughtest therefore to have put my money to the exchanger's, and then at my coming I should receive mine own with earth's Take therefore the talent from him, and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance. But from him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. God gives each and every one of us talents. We all are given, some are given many, some, maybe just a few. And sometimes your talents are not yet revealed, but we all definitely have talents that God has given us. One thing is certain, though, that God wants us to use our talents for his work. How are ways you can work. We can teach, we can preach, we can be soul winners, we can work with youth. We can work with children. Maybe you're not good at speaking or something. Maybe just with your your hands, you can maintain the property, maintain our vehicles, and and you can always, everybody can be a prayer warrior that keeps our church going. So we all have to realize that that you have to, some people are fortunate we're multi-talented, but it's important that we surrender to God and do what he has equipped you to do. Uh, and you will be best. Because just like it said here, thou good and faithful servant, thou have been faithful over a few things, I will make you rule over many. But in the same token, our God does not like it when you have talent and you do not use it for him. I remember a a young man, uh, he was a fellow associate had one of the most beautiful singing voices I've ever heard in my life for a man. But he hated to sing. He would never get up and sing. God took his talent away. He was working with a stallion horse one day that reared up and pawed him in his head, Uh, messed up his sinuses, and he could never carry a note after that. Uh, God, if you don't use your talent, he'll take it away from you. Verse number 28 and 30 Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him which hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath been shall be given, and he shall have abundance. From him that hath not shall be taken away, even that which he hath. And cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. A person doesn't use their talents. You can lose that talent. you backslide and before you know it, you'll be out of God's will. We all need to be faithful in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. And let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembly of ourselves together as the manner of some is, and exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Folks, do we see the day approaching today? The day approaching when the rapture is going to come? The day approaching when we, the tribulation will start? It is even more important now to be faithful to your church and to your Lord than it ever was before. This is where it all starts, folks, is right in the church. Jesus Christ died for the church, and the church is important, and your attendance is important. Your attendance uplifts me. My attendance I hopefully uplifts you. We need to uh, be there for each other, and the fellowship we can have, we grow to love one another more and more, and, it, and we can exhort one another to do God's will in our life. So it is so important that you be here. Uh, Your talents will never grow if you're not in church. You may be the greatest singer in the world, but if we don't hear you sing, how's it going to grow? How's it going to be a blessing to anybody else? Uh, I need you here. Your friends need you here. And priorities, priorities is where is your heart? It's more important that you be in church on a Sunday morning uh, than anywhere else unless you have a job that you have to work or something like that. Priority is you butt yourself. When I was growing up, there was never no question, do we go to church today? <laughs> if I would asked my mama that, she would have slapped me in the face. No, we was going to church that day. Uh, matter of fact, there was no excuse not to go to church that day. So next, let's look at the Availability. If you got, I'm going to look at three different people. So if you want to turn to Exodus chapter three, Exodus chapter three, this is about Moses. And when the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither, but put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place whereon you standeth is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of my father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt, and have heard their cry by reason of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And I came down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians, and to bring up out of that land into a good land and a large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey, unto the place of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, and the Perizzites, and the Havites, and the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come unto me, and I have also seen the oppression wherewith the Egyptians oppressed them. <clears throat> come now, therefore, and I will send thee unto Pharaoh, that thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. And Moses said unto Pharaoh and that, that I should go unto Pharaoh, and that I should bring forth the children of Israel out of Egypt, And he said, certainly I will be with thee, and this shall be a token unto thee. I have sent thee when thou hast brought forth the people out of Egypt, and ye shall serve God upon this mountaintop. Here Moses was. Moses was actually an outcast. He he had killed an Egyptian once before. And uh, he had left the land of Egypt. Remember, he was raised in royalty there, even though he was actually uh, born into the Jewish family. Uh, he had been raised in uh, the Pharaoh's daughter had found him, and uh, and he had been raised in royalty. But in defending an Israelite slave, uh, he had killed an Egyptian, and therefore he had fled Egypt. So he actually, he was a, a outcast from you know that's the place you don't go when you've killed somebody. But in the same token, uh, he had married this lady. Um, that wasn't his nationality, and he was herding his father-in-law's sheep, and God appeared to him in this burning bush. And God called Moses for service, and Moses said, here am I. Moses tried giving excuses to God. Who am I? Remember this. God will never call you to do a work and not equip you for the job. Everybody that answers the call of God will be able to do that work and he said certainly I will be with thee that's why Jesus Christ is with us and through Christ we can do anything folks you may you may for instance you may think that you could sing but you've never tried it you've never actually got up in the choir or never tried to sing a solo well folks if you think that's a talent that God may have given you you need to use it you need to, to see what God can do for you now, so Moses was one of the least likely people you would have ever imagined that God would use. He was a refugee from Egypt. He was wanted there for a murder. He, he had a stuttering problem. Here he's supposed to lead the entire Israelite nation out, and he can't, can't even talk very well in front of the people. Yet he was supposed to go to the Pharaoh and demand that uh, he let his people go. That was hard. That was hard for him. He was a very unlikely servant, but he followed the will of God and did what God wanted him to do. Next, look at Daniel. Uh, excuse me, David, over in the book of First Samuel, chapter 17. Verse number three, chapter 17. And the Philistines stood on the mountain on one side, and Israel stood on the mountain on the other side, and there was a valley between them. And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. And he had an helmet of brass upon his head, and he was armed with a coat of mail, and his weight of the coat was five thousand shekels of brass. And he had greaves of brass upon his leg, and a target of brass between his shoulders. And the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his spearhead weighed six hundred shekels of iron, and one bearing a shield went before him. And he stood and cried unto the armies of Israel and said unto them, Why are you come out to set your battle in array? Am I not a Philistine and you servants to Saul? Choose you a man for you and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then shall ye be our servants and serve us. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. Well, Israel and the Philistines were gathered to battle in the valley of Elah. Goliath had challenged Israel to send a man out to fight him. One on one, and he was a gigantic man. And if you read, if you heard the stories, I read it there. He was covered totally in armor. Remember that part? He was covered totally in armor. His head, his breast, his back, his shoulders, his arms, his legs—everything was covered. He only had one bare spot on his body, and that was his eyes, that he could see through his helmet. Well, he challenged Israel to send out a fighter, and the wind would take all. And Israel, Saul, and his warriors were afraid. Verse number 22 and 23, And David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage, and ran unto the army, and came, and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up the champion, the Philistines of Gath, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spake according to the same words. And David heard them. David heard the uh, awful things that he was saying in verse number 26. And David spake to the men that stood by him, saying, What shall be done to the men that killeth this Philistine? And take away the reproach from Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him after this manner, saying, So shall it be done to the man that killeth him. And Eliab his brother eldest brother heard when he spake unto the men, and Eliab's anger was kindled against David, and he said, Why comest thou down thither? And with whom hast thou left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know thy pride, and the naughtiness of thine heart. For thou art come down, that thou mightest see the battle. And David said, What have I now done? Is there not a cause? You see, David was just a teenager. Most teenagers would not step out and go battle a giant. He was just a teenager, but who was going to stand up to Goliath? His brothers wanted to go home. He was embarrassing them, but not so. David did surrender to God. And when he took that slingshot and he threw that first stone, I, I still to this day don't know why he picked up five stones. But he took that stone and he hit that giant between the eyes. The only vulnerable place on that giant's body and knocked him out and beheaded him and won the battle for Israel just a little teenage boy and of course he turned out to be a great leader of Israel for years to come one last example is Gideon look in Judges chapter 6 Gideon has always been my hero in the Bible. Verse number 11. And there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak, which was at Oprah, that pertained unto Joash and the And the son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his miracles which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Israel? But now the Lord hath forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy night, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, where shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least of my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee. You see, Israel was being oppressed by the Midian. Uh, God chose Gideon to lead Israel in battle. This, Gideon argued that he was weak, that he would not be able to fulfill this. He did everything he could to get out of this assignment. He put the fleece out for the Lord. And yet, God wanted him to lead Israel in the battle against the Midianites. And ultimately, God used Gideon and an army of 300 to defeat the Midianites. Three men that simply made their self-available. Three men that felt like they were not qualified to do the job. Well, David did, but he was too young to do the job, but he didn't know it. Uh, they just made themselves available and needed to do the work of God. Regardless of our weaknesses, we need to say yes, Lord, when God calls us into any kind of a service. And finally, let's look at Teachable, Second Timothy chapter 2. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy chapter 2, Verse number 15, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. God wants us prepared to do his work. Satan in the world uh, will perceive you, will persecute you for having a lack of knowledge. We need to be founded in our faith. Yes, you can be saved and believe in Jesus and and know that you're going to heaven because you serve him as your Lord. But if you don't study God's word, then you're unprepared as you go out into the world working with people, trying to witness to them. Uh, You need to study the whole word of God. That's what it's telling us in uh, 2 2 Timothy 2.15. Rightly dividing. That means all scriptures need to be looked at. That's one of the reasons why we have like 400 different religions in America today. Ones take this verse, ones take that verse, and they build their faith on one verse instead of looking at the entire word of God. We need to study the whole word of God and not take things out of that context. Why? Look over in Proverbs. Well, you don't have to turn, I'll read them for you. Proverbs chapter 2, verse number 1. My son, if thou wilt receive my words and hide my commandments with thee, so that thou incline thine ear unto wisdom and apply thy heart to understanding. then chapter 6, verse 20. My son, keep thy father's commandment and forsake not the law of thy mother. Bind them continually upon thy heart and tie them about thy neck. When thou goest, it shall be lead thee. Where thou sleepest, it will keep thee. And when thou awakest, it will talk with thee. For the commandment is a lamp, and the law is light, and reproofs of instructions are the way of life. Folks, we need to know God's Word. What if you didn't have that Bible? What if it was taken away from us? You said, that's not going to happen. It has in other countries, and it could in America. We need to know our Bible. You need to hide the words in your heart. And if you do that, studying God's Word, it hides the Word in our heart. And in studying God's Word leads us to wisdom. And wisdom will then give you understanding of what's going on. we read a lot of scriptures this morning. But I hope you got the drift of the message. You need to be faithful in attendance to church and faithful to God in all He asks you to do. You need to be available to God When God calls you, when he asks you to to be his servant in whatever area it is, you need to say, yes, Lord. And finally, you need to be teachable. If we are are fat Christians, we're going to be those three things. Uh, I want our membership to be fat Christians. Happy Valley Baptist Church is a wonderful church. The sky's the limit here, what we can accomplish. We just need to do what God has asked us to do. That's all. We need to be available. We need to be faithful, available, and teachable. Let's all stand as we get ready to have a word of invitation today. I want you to be aware that... I know this wasn't a salvation message, but by chance anybody is here that doesn't know the Lord as their Savior, we'd be happy to take this opportunity to lead you to the Lord, to show you how you can be saved. We accept members in our church through uh, transfer of letters, uh, statement of faith, or of course if you've never been baptized, we'll accept you that way. So whatever might be in your heart, pray that you'll do what God have you to do after we pray. Gracious Lord, Thank you for this time to stand before these wonderful people. We pray, Lord, that your word will not return void. Have your will and way done at this time. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this podcast. To stay up to date on all the happenings at Happy Valley Baptist Church, you can go to facebook.com hvbcnm. That is facebook.com hvbcnm as in Happy Valley Baptist Church, New Mexico. We would also like to invite you to come to worship with us if you are in the Carlsbad, New Mexico area. We are at 4103 West Texas Street in Carlsbad. Sunday school starts at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday morning services start at 10.45 a.m. Thank you and God bless.